What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. I'm Howard Bender. Adam Rohn is here by my side. What's up, Adam? First of all, you know what? Congratulations on just surviving 18 weeks. <laughs> that was the NFL season because I got to tell you, harrowing is probably the biggest understatement word that we can use. This was just the craziest year. And Joe, and I just want to say congrats on getting through it, man. Good job. Yeah, congrats to you too. We know it's always a grind. It's crazy. We love doing it, but it does, especially as you get late in the year, you're like, you get into this routine and you're, you know what day it is by what your assignment is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I got a showdown right up for Thursday night. Oh, it's Thursday. Good. Good for me. Good for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, <clears throat> excuse me. It's, it's a, it's, Again, yeah, would not want my job to be anything else. Well, I mean, if I could just get paid for just like sitting around and doing nothing, that would be a hell of a job. But um, to sit here and uh, and and to work in this industry is uh, is definitely a privilege uh, and a pleasure. But ho, ho, holy cow! Um, and it's not over. We got the NFL playoffs here. We continue our usual grind, right? Like at Fantasy Alarm, still doing the DFS playbook, uh, still writing up games for picks wise. Uh, and you and I are uh, are still going strong with this one here, but um, you know, pretty psyched about it. A lot of stuff going on. How, how are you feeling about the uh, this weekend's games? I'm mixed. It's we. I, I actually went back and looked at last year's first weekend, and I think we're going to have a similar outcome. I think you're going to see three or four bad games and and a couple close ones, and it's reflected in the lines. But there were yeah. some really lopsided games last year in the first round uh the super wildcard week. And I think when you expand the playoffs, you're bringing in teams that are just not that good. And obviously the situations with Baltimore, Miami, a quarterback don't help. That, and that, that right there is the biggest issue that we're looking at right now is really is, is these two, you know, these two teams just don't have anything. Cause you know, we heard uh, Adam and I are here recording on a Thursday. No, here you go. No Thursday night football. I had to like stop and think for a second as to what day it was. So we're recording here on a, on on a Thursday night and looking at it and you know Lamar Jackson was you know officially ruled out. Um yeah, I think this Buffalo Miami game is going to be just junk to watch. I think Cincinnati Baltimore, you know, I like the Ravens defense. I do, but I just I mean their offense is I think just going to be so putrid that they just that they just can't keep pace. So I don't think that's going to be um that great of a game. I think Chargers, Jags, rock solid. I, Seattle, San Francisco is probably not going to be much of a game either, uh, even in the rain. Uh, I think it's Jags, Chargers for me, Giants, Minnesota. Those are those are the two games that I think are probably going to be, oh, I guess Dallas, Tampa, probably be a decent game as well. Yeah, and those are the three games with the uh, <laughs> lowest lines. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very... Um, but I mean, for the same token, though, I mean, I you know, how exciting of a game are they really going to be? You know, I mean, I we, we should we just just go through it here? Should we just go game by game, just kind of like break it down, give our picks yeah. against the spread, and let's do it. Just rock it here. All right, start off. Uh, Seattle at San Francisco. Um, there's going to be there. You know, listen, it, the rain here in the in Northern California has been brutal, and down in Santa Clara, they're expecting rain this this entire time the one thing i'll say here about the weather santa clara is inland right it's not coastal so it's the wind's not going to be an issue at all 
And the rain, in truth, it's it's been steady. It hasn't been like torrential, more intermittent torrential downpours rather than like, you know, like a, a full-blown like monsoon where it's just, you know, it's just painfully raining on you for like hours at a time. It's not like that right now. And it hasn't been like that. I mean, it's been a lot more sporadic with those things. I mean, the problem with the flooding and everything is that it's just been a constant. But I don't think it really affects uh, the offenses too much in this game. I think it is what it is. Um, and I actually I took the over on the 42 and a half points because I just think that, you know, there, there's not enough rain in this one for me, Adam, that's, um, you know, that's going to stop McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, short passes from from Brock Purdy. I mean, this this offense doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of negatives to it. Um, and then I think, you know, the defense will be able to hold its own, uh, but they're not going to shut out Seattle. I don't see like a zero burger coming. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, another we have uh, matchups from the regular season every game. Uh, these teams met in the regular season in a couple divisional games. So the teams are meeting for a third time like this one. So we did see these teams meet a few weeks ago and uh, 49ers prevailed at home 21 to 13. So it was eight. And you're seeing what the line at nine and a half now. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically um, pretty much similar. I mean, that game was in Seattle. Um, and this game is at home. And that game also, you didn't have Elijah Mitchell or Debo Samuel. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> like, how unfair is that? Like, as a, as a Cowboys fan who knows that you have to run the gauntlet to, you know, to get to the promised land, uh, to look at a team like San Francisco and you're like, McCaffrey and Mitchell is the tandem in the backfield. Debo and Ayuk are the top two wideouts. And then George Kittle. Like, I mean, this really, obviously the linchpin here is Brock Purdy. And does Brock Purdy have the uh, the ability to, you know, continue leading this team? And, you know, we haven't seen Purdy put up like a real shit game, but I don't necessarily know if we're ever going to see one because he's just going to get the ball into his playmaker's hands. That's that's really all he has to do. It's It's more game management than anything. Yeah, and he's done a good job of it. You know, short, quick passes, let IU... Debo Kittle do their thing after the catch. And, you know, at some point, I guess the with him and San Francisco is, is he going to be able to lead this team from a 14 nothing deficit or if they're down 14 or, or between 10 and 14 points? That's when the pressure is on him. And I don't think we'll see it in this game. We might see it in the playoffs, and that's going to be key to see how he responds. But I don't think we see it in this spot. Yeah, me neither. I, know. I, I feel for you, Seattle. Um, it's been a, a, a tough road. It's been, listen, I'll say this for Seattle. Geno Smith saved, saved fantasy seasons. Like no doubt anybody out there who drafted Russell Wilson or Derek Carr, you know, you waited on QB like Geno Smith was your savior and, and he did a fantastic job. Kenneth Walker has emerged as a, as a, an outstanding running back in a run first scheme. We love, Metcalf, we love Lockett. You know, I mean, it's Seattle is who they are, but it, the 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 road ends here. It's it's been a a nice ride. Thank you so much for for your service. Um, and we're gonna say bye bye. And I think the Niners cover the spread, and I take the over. Um, I am gonna say that they cover as well. Um, 
Uh, by the way, Geno Smith, I tweeted this out the other day, was the only quarterback in the NFC this year to throw 30 touchdown passes. It's absurd. Imagine I told That's you that a, before the year. The only? Yes, in the NFC. Wow. Crazy, right? If I would have told you that before the year, you would have fired me. If I said, hey, here's my prediction, you were like, all right, well, uh, you can't work here anymore. That's just the dumbest <laughs> shit you ever said. <laughs> um, also, too, I think uh, <laughs> this this is I think this is a round two where I think you're going to see more favorites cover last year against the spread. The favorites were five and one against the spread in wildcard games. Usually this is not the round where you see the close games. It's the divisional game weekend. So um, I was going back and forth. I'm like, oh, it's a divisional game. It could be close, but I'm going to take San Francisco. They're seven and one against the spread as a home favorite covered in five straight um, four and one against the spread with Purdy. Um, I know Pete Carroll has been good against spread in playoff games. Um, Seattle's actually one and seven against the spread in their last eight. Again, I think they're, I just don't think they're, they're good. You know, they got off to a good start. They backed into the playoffs again. This is what happens when you add in the extra playoff team. I think you're going to get a couple of bad games here. And I, I, I look divisional games, um, third time meeting, uh, San Francisco won both, but I just, I don't see it. Uh, San Francisco has been so good. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm taking Sanford. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next game on, uh, on Saturday is, uh, the Chargers Jags. Now this is the game here. I think it's going to be incredibly close. Um, you know, it's like, I, I, I love the Chargers. I I do. I absolutely, you know, I mean, you do too. You do too. Um, and, and you know, listen, like the, the, I get it. Justin Herbert in the fantasy realm has not been a great quarterback. It's been a, a lot of disappointment. Austin Eckler has his he's leading, you know, he led the, the fantasy leagues in, in PPR scoring as a running back or top finish top three easily. Um, but there's nothing mind-blowing about his numbers. He's making all that the the points and the in the number of dump offs that that he's been getting uh, you know, in this offense. Keenan Allen, I love him. And he's healthy. Mike Williams not being there. I worry a little bit about the vertical game, but you know, they they've dealt with Williams and, and being out before and Josh Palmer and, and Deandre Carter, no slouches at all. And then you've got Gerald Everett and the Jags, you know, they struggle in coverage against the tight end. So, you know, I, I, I love the, the chargers uh, so much. And I, and I think that, you know, nerves could get the better of the Jags, but dude, I'm still rooting for Jacksonville. Uh, who are you picking? I didn't say that, man. I just said uh, who I'm rooting for. Um, who I mean, are look, you picking? Uh, you know what? My, the problem uh, the spread's what two and a half now. Uh, I think it's yeah, it's one yeah. and a half somewhere. Let's Chargers are books. favored by two and a half. I mean, I could see this being a field goal game, and I usually like to be on the side of getting points when I think it's going to be that kind of a game, especially it's a home game for the Jags. Um, so I'm I'm taking them in the points. I'm rooting for them to win, but I, I would not be surprised to just see the Chargers be, you know, again, that dark horse team that you and I have been craving to see over the last two years. Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers here. I've backed Jacksonville a lot. I like them going into the season to potentially win this division. I just haven't been impressed with what I've seen, though, lately. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks they face down the stretch. To end the season, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, and Josh Dobbs. They did not play well against the Titans 
And I was on the Titans getting the points last week because uh-huh. I felt Jacksonville was going, but I thought Tennessee would cover. I thought Vrabel came in with a hell of a game plan. Uh, I know it's crazy to say when they lost, but they ran 72 plays to 47 for Jacksonville. And two of those were kneel downs by Trevor Lawrence. Lay. They got a big defensive turnover and that was the key. And I forgot who it was. Did a great breakdown. I forgot where I was watching. I don't know if it was ESPN or Lofsky or NFL network. They showed the difference was Dobbs is an inexperienced quarterback on that play where he fumbled, he was looking the wrong way. If he would have seen the blitz coming from his left-hand side, Woods was open up top. But as soon as he dropped back, he stared to his right. Never saw the blitz coming, and that was the difference in the game. And that's why I couldn't see Tennessee winning that game. I mean, they ran the ball. I mean, Henry didn't have a great game, but he had 30 carries. Mm -hmm. They did. Trevor Lawrence did not play well. He missed Zay Jones wide open in the end zone. Well, that was... That's the big thing there. I mean, and, and you know, when even Doug Peterson says it at halftime as he's going in there, talking about Trevor Lawrence's nerves and now he needs to calm him down or find a way to calm him down, that's the first time I've ever seen, you know, like y- you never hear that about Joe Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. But here we are. It's Trevor Lawrence. This was a, a big – this was the biggest game of his NFL career and, like, the nerves definitely showed. Do they calm – for this one here, or is he just as nervous? Yeah, I mean, look, it's the first playoff game for Herbert, too. I mean, he kind of played one last year against the Raiders that Sunday night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jacksonville's weakness is against the past 30th and past defense DVOA, and that's the strength of the Chargers. I mean, even with Eckler in the passing game. So I think this is the best quarterback they faced recently. Look, Jacksonville, give them credit. They had a nice run. You know, but even against Dallas, they were down. Uh, They did win in overtime against the Ravens. They were down. They came back and won. So it's not like this run here, they've been dominant. And again, backing the Chargers is just nerve wracking. We know that. (laughs) So I'm not saying like with great confidence, Staley could do something stupid, uh, but they do probably will have Bosa, Khalil Mack. Um, I, I'm going to take Jacksonville here. Even if Mike Williams doesn't play, as you mentioned, I think they still have enough uh, here. You just said you're taking Jacksonville. I mean, Chargers, sorry. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. I don't put any stock in the, the regular season where it was 38-10 Jacksonville. That's when uh, they were dealing with a lot of injuries. Keenan Allen wasn't there. Bosa left in the first quarter. Herbert was dealing with the ribs. So I don't care. And that was back in week three. Teams are different now. So I'm giving the Chargers the edge here. Yeah, I mean, this game is definitely. I mean, to me, it's it's coin flippy, uh, you know, of, of of a game. I think that this th- there's nothing wrong with seeing this game coming down to like, you know, twenty to twenty, and then uh, you know whoever's got you, the okay. ball. So I was speculating on what the primetime games would be before last week, and the, to me, this game would not be primetime if the 49ers were playing the Packers. I think 49ers Packers would be the Saturday night game. Do you agree? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. I knew it was going to be. I knew Tampa Dallas was a primetime game. That was without a doubt. Then I was like, all right, if and if it was 49ers Packers, no question that would have been. And then I did think Bengals Ravens. Would be. There was no way Bills Patriots, uh, I mean, Bills Dolphins are no way with the quarterback situation right. and um, not San Fran Seattle either. No. And, you know, and you can you can lock in like you're you're doing just fine when you're locking in the New York market. You know, putting the Giants in the middle game there, you know, people get up and, you know, the, the Bills fans and Dolphins fans will be, you know, rabid there. But, you know, at least the, the rest of like the people like the casual fans who aren't going to like lock in for all three games all day are going to come in for that second game. You're you're pulling in the big media market in New York and, 
you know, and leading into Swaggy Joe against the Ravens, um, them meeting for the third time as well. And, you know, and uh, you know, Bengals to me are, you know, favorites there, but you're, you're just, you're, you've got the right, you know, thing go. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers was in these plans, dude, come on. Of yeah. It would have been sad. It would have been the Saturday of night course. game or Saturday night. Yeah. I was so yeah. glad they lost. Oh, I think, I think everybody is kind of glad they lost except for Packers fans. Yes, that is true. hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. So, so I'm taking the Jags with the points and you're taking the charges and you're laying the points and neither one of us feel a million percent confident in who we like here because the charges have routinely let us down. Yes, and you, your your rationale on Jacksonville is very much my same rationale about Seattle. Guys, it's been great. Thank you so much. This has been a hell of a ride. The bus stops here. So I think we're we're kind of uh you know in in that similar uh, mindset. So let's go to Sunday um, in probably what will be the easiest game to call a uh, Buffalo home against Miami. It's Skylar Thompson. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I really, I don't know how you don't, I mean, the bills aren't a team that are going to like blow you out and run up the score on you. But I mean, this, this could just very easily just be like, a, you know, 28 to 10, 28 to seven kind of a game here. I'm taking the bills. I'm going to lay the points. You. Yeah, it's very disappointing that we don't get Tua. I think if Tua is starting this game, it would be very interesting because we saw what they did last time they played in Buffalo. That was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. So it's real unfortunate. Um, I, I guess this is still a chance Bridgewater can play, but that doesn't mean much. Tyree Kill was banged up last week, too. He did not. He was limping on that ankle. I really haven't heard anything. I'm sure he'll play, but I don't know if he has the same explosive ability right now. And it's just... If Skylar Thompson is the quarterback, how the hell are they going to score? They couldn't score against the Jets with Skylar Thompson. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I know the, the Jets defense oh, is very on. good. Don't come get me on. wrong. I mean, no, their defense is great. Um, but, man, um, and, and again, Buffalo has looked shaky at times, but I think uh, they'll put it together here. And, uh, yeah, I, I just – Miami's been bad on the road, 0-3 their last three road games. I just, how are they going to put up points? I, I kind of see, like you said, I mean, even if Buffalo doesn't run away with it, I think they pull away and they should put up enough offense to cover this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I, I agree with you. I mean, too. very disappointing. You know, I, you know, I, I'll tell you what else it's, it's kind of, um, kind of crazy. Like, you know, on the fantasy alarm show, we're going to do a draft uh, tomorrow for the playoffs and, you know, we're doing all like these, you know, everybody's doing all the one and dones and stuff like that. Um, for all you know, FFPC or whatever. Like I'm in the FFPC, I'm fading the Dolphins and I'm fading the Seahawks because the you know to me it's the toughest matchups with you know it's the toughest matchup for Seattle with the the 49ers defense and then Skylar Thompson leading the Dolphins to me is like ridiculous and I'm like man how just crazy is the season right now that here we are in the first week of the playoffs and. You know, from whatever angle you're looking at, from betting, from DFS, uh, you know, or just like a playoff draft, that you're like no interest in Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Not it's yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so just, disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you, we've seen their numbers go down, and then it's Skylar Thompson against the Bills defense on the road. Not good. Not good. Not good at all. So, all right, kind of. I'm not gonna say it's an easy game to pick, but. It does seem like um, 
Yeah, I love I love Bill. The Bills are the uh, minus eight fifty on the money line. I don't know. <laughs> Got to parlay that, right? It's a little bit too much juice for me. A little yes. too much. Parlay it. Oh yeah, <laughs> parlay it. Uh, right there with the 49ers at minus 500 against the Seahawks. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Well, we throw in the Giants and the Vikings. So, all right, here we go. Now, this is so, so this is a very interesting game. They played a few weeks ago. Vikings won 27 24. We're talking about the Vikings being, you know, I mean, everybody's like, ah, oh, they're like the worst. 12 win team ever. Their defense is crazy bad. They do have a good solid offense. Now the Giants defense has been surprisingly strong this year. This has been a, a really nice run for them. You and I talked about Brian Dayball and put a little something, something on that coach of the year for you know what he's done with, you know, with this team. This is a tight one for me. My my heart wants the Giants to win only because then it makes my wife happy and then she leaves me alone. But I mean, you know, the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. How do you not want to see these guys in the playoffs? Yeah, this is definitely a close one, and the Giants absolutely can win. They almost did a few weeks ago in Minnesota. Um, but I am taking Minnesota. I think a lot of people are, I guess, disrespecting me a little bit too much. Yes, I know their differential is negative, and they're definitely a flawed team, and they're definitely beatable, but. I think they'll have enough here at home to win. Um, they couldn't stop Jefferson or Hawkinson last time. And look, the Giants have had a hell of a year, but I mean, they're clearly a flawed team. Um, their differential is also minus six. So yeah. asking them to win on the road, Minnesota's eight and one at home. Um, so I'm going to take Minnesota minus three. From a from a a, a a better standpoint, I agree with you. And I'm taking Minnesota minus three. Um, my my again, my my heart wants the Giants to win, so I'm gonna put some you know energy there. But I'll, I'll edge it with a Minnesota minus three. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just I, I want to see I want to see these guys advance further into the playoffs. I think it would be. I mean, again, you know, the the biggest problem I think you know. Lately for the Vikings, I mean, obviously the defense in the last several weeks has been terrible, terrible. I, I, you know, like, I feel like it all kind of just fell apart on them when the Cowboys just whooped their asses. Right. I think we, they, they weren't, they weren't getting, you know, they weren't giving up as many points. I don't think until that game, I think that game kind of, kind of tilted them a little bit. Let me just make sure. Let me double check here. Um, Cowboys put a 40 spot on them. They gave up 30 the game before that, 17, 26. Yeah, okay. So then they gave up that 40 points to the uh to the Cowboys. 30 to the Bills, 40 to the Cowboys. And then, you know, yeah, then it stayed pretty much out of hand the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, their secondary is a major problem. Even Daniel Jones had a huge game against them um when they faced off, and that's probably gonna continue to be a problem. Oh, that's a that's a a lock DFS play right there this weekend, right? Daniel Jones against my uh, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be popular. Now, let me ask you this one here from a from a DFS standpoint. All right, if you're going to stack the Giants, you know you go. I prefer to do something like uh, like like Daniel Jones with Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. 
I, that's that's the trio that I would prefer to use there. The question is, is you know, I usually like something coming back on that stack uh, against it. And so the question is, is Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson for me? Or like you just said, TJ Hawkinson did a great job against them uh, previously as well. Who do you like most off the Vikings this weekend against the Giants? Uh, I think it has to be Jefferson. He's so good, isn't he? Yeah, except against the Packers. Oh, right. I mean, that was, I mean, they really, I mean, it was, it was the Packers that shut them down. The Bears did a good job against them, too. Yeah. That was mind numbing to me. Absolutely mind numbing, you know, for that. And I got to tell you, man, that it definitely makes me a little nervous when, you know, when you start seeing, because Travis Kelsey these last two weeks, you know, he's been he, the, the last two weeks of the season. Travis Kelsey did not have normal numbers. The two games before that, he was fine. But you look, he hasn't he, scored in six straight games. Either. I was just going to say, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week 12. Yeah. So when you've got teams that are focusing as hard as they are on a Travis Kelsey or a Justin Jefferson, does it make sense to kind of fade that and go the other way? Because you know, the defense is going to be covering them. Pretty friggin' tight. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really worry about it in this situation. You don't worry about it. You just think Justin Jefferson is just so much better than anybody in that secondary or any kind of, like, double team. Yeah, I, I think he's going to get it done. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. All right. All right. So I'm not paying up for uh, – I'm not, not paying up for Dalvin Cook, huh? Um, all right, the night game. This is where we, we both took the, the Vikings, if you guys don't remember. The PM game on Sunday night, Ravens-Bengals. Bengals favored by nine and a half. Again, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. It's all about the Ravens offense. I, I just don't think it's very good. I don't think they can score enough points. I don't think the Bengals blow them out. I think something very similar along the lines of like that 28 to 10, 24 to 10 kind of a situation. I'm taking the Bengals to cover the nine and a half points here. How about you? I think I'm going to take the Ravens getting the points. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I am worried about their offense, but I think their defense is playing very well. Uh, we saw that the Bengals struggled in the second half last week. Baltimore didn't play a lot of their starters. No Dobbins, no Mark Andrews. If Huntley is the quarterback, I will do this. I think they can keep it close enough. Um, and Bengals have some issues on the right side of the offensive line right now. Um, so I think they could keep it close and the defense is really good. So, um, I'm gonna take the points here. Take the points. All right. So, all right. We are opposite Ravens, Bengals. We're the same on Giants, Minnesota. We're the same on Buffalo. We're opposite on the Chargers and Jags and we're the same on the Niners. All right. Chargers, Jags, good game to be opposite against. Same with the well, Bengals, Ravens. Yeah, with the nine and a half point spread. There you go. I like that. Bump da 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 da. Monday night football. Adam Ronis completes the wild card round. It is your Dallas Cowboys uh against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Tom Brady at home. Against Dallas, 
Monday Night Football, it's two and a half point spread. Bucks are a home dog on Monday night. <laughs> I'm gonna let you pick this one first. Yeah, I definitely am worried about this game. Definitely concerned. Uh, I feel like everyone is picking Tampa right now. I will take Dallas. Which bums me out. I'll say that right now. It bums me out that everybody's so heavy on It's insane, like, how many people for a team that's been so bad all season and everyone's on it. Uh, (laughs) So I will take Dallas minus two and a half. But, again, I would not be surprised if they lost this game. They have not played well down the stretch. But over the course of the season, they've been the better team than Tampa. I mean, we're just asking Tampa to turn it on. And, like, we've been through this numerous times this year where Tampa would have wins. And people are like, oh, they're back. And they were never back. The one advantage they do have is Dallas is really susceptible in the secondary right now. And we saw Tampa two weeks ago take advantage of that against um, Carolina, where Carolina was really big up in the secondary. We saw Evans have the big game and uh, Godwin have a big game. So I think they'll be able to put up points. But um, I- I'm going to take Dallas here uh, now that it's down to two and a half, too, especially. OK, all right. Um, I'm going to go on the opposite side for the spread. I'm going to take Tampa Bay with the two and a half points, but I think I think Dallas wins this game. Um, I actually, I you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that this, this, this <laughs> in the world of is this scripted or is it not scripted? Adam Ronis, I ask you this: um, Dallas kicks a field goal, goes up, uh, you know. 20 to 17 and Tom Brady. No, I mean, uh, like, like not 20 to 17. It's gotta be like a one point, like a 17 to 16 or maybe 21, 20, whatever the case may be. Dallas is up by a point. Tom Brady has the ball in the two minute drill uh, to lead the team back for a, uh, for a win. And the Dallas defense holds. In the end, Tom yeah. Brady marches down the field. It scares the bejesus out of you, but the Dallas defense holds and somehow like turns the ball over and, you know, whatever, like a, like a strip sack fumble or punching the ball out of Fournette or Rashad White or Chris Godwin's hands, something like that. And that's how it ends up. That's the way I see this stupid game going. Hope you're right. I mean, it's crazy. Tampa is 2-12 and 1 against the spread in the last 15, 1-6 against the spread of the last 7, 4-12-1 against the spread this year, which was the worst. But like every other trend kind of points to Tampa. Brady, 7-3 against the spread in his career as a postseason underdog, four straight-up wins. He's never been a home dog in a playoff game. 11-2 against the spread and 9-4 and straight up as a home dog in the regular season. Um, Dallas is three and 10 against the spread in the playoffs since 98, including 0 and four since 2016. <laughs> uh, Dallas, it, do, do those stats hurt you to say? That's just a painful <laughs> reminder. I mean, the Cowboys <laughs> have not been a road favorite in the playoffs since 96 at Carolina and they lost by nine. Um, they're one in five as a road favorite in the playoffs all time. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things don't, and they're all the Cowboys are 0 and seven against Tom Brady. So, like, Everything points to like, yeah, take Tampa and they're a home dog and you're getting plus money. But I just, man, I'm just, I cannot believe how many people are taking them. So I kind of like it in a way. I'm like, all right, cool. Everyone's against them. And um, I don't know, maybe Dallas actually shows up, plays well. Um, 
And it sucks for because like Dak, everyone's killing him, and he has made bad throws. But a lot of the other outside of last week, last week was probably one of the worst games he played. Like for the other games where he's throwing these picks, he's played very well the rest of the game. It's like these one or two dumb plays that are killing him. Yeah. I, <laughs> listen, I, to be perfectly honest, nothing would make me happier than to see Dallas lose. Only because, and you know, it's not because of you, Adam, or most of my other Cowboys fans, friends. It's it's Jim Bowden. And, and I, you know, I, I live for his misery at times. And just when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. So, but it, genuinely in my heart of hearts, I, I've actually... You know, stop telling me that Tom Brady, you know, it's like like when a, when a kicker, you know, oh, Justin Tucker's never missed a kick from under 40 yards in his career. And he's stepping in here at 39 yards right now. So this is about as automatic as it can get. And then he doinks it, right? And, and yeah. he misses the kick. Tom Brady's never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I think there's also, there's also a, a bunch of numbers about the Cowboys playing on turf versus yeah, grass versus, versus grass. grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I just, I, I feel like with all of this that everybody's, you know, the building that narrative of Tampa, 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 Tampa. Yeah. I am normally a contrarian better anyway, and would just, I would take Dallas on the money line, but I would take Tampa to cover the spread. Maybe it's also because I'm so sick and tired of Tom Brady. I was sitting there, what was he? A get up fan get up on uh on um ESPN where the, the the their question, their segment was uh you know who is Tom Brady away from winning the Super Bowl? I'm like, you know what? Did we not listen? I get it. The dude Hall of Fame career, it's it's amazing. But this dude threw for for 733 pass attempts, threw for fewer than 4,700 yards, significantly lower than what he had thrown yes, you know, last year. The, he's not a guy who wants to keep throwing the ball over and over and over again. I mean, there's just there has been some decline. He is money in the bank in the two minute drill. I will say that, which is why it's going to be so amazing that the Dallas defense stops him here. But the guy is money in the bank in the two-minute drill. The rest of the fucking game, though, I, you know, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a guy who is in decline. And, you know, I'm not – you know, you can blame the offensive line all you want in Tampa Bay, but show me an offensive line anywhere that didn't have any kind of problems. Look what happened to the Chargers when Rashawn Slater went down. Right. Like, I mean, the Jets lost multiple offensive linemen. This teams go through offensive linemen like you go through tissues sometimes. It's just the nature of the position. So you know, like all of this nonsense with Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I'm just, I'm, I'm at the point now. I mean, I'm super done with it, and I will forego my, uh, my, you know, need to to needle Jim Bowden just to get rid of fucking Tom Brady at this point. Yeah, I would like Dallas to finally beat him. And again, it's just going to be another terrible season if they they lose. I mean, forget it. Dallas already gets ridiculed a lot. If they lose this game, man, to a team under 500, I mean, I hope they fire McCarthy if that happens. I mean, I know it's, oh, you won 12 games. No, man. I mean, the shit's got to stop, man. I mean, this is it's it's getting to a point where you got to change this, man. It's just not working. Well, if you go two years in a row and you don't win a playoff game, come on. I know it's on the road, but it doesn't matter, man. You're playing a team that wasn't good all year. You got to beat them. I don't care if it's Tom Brady or not. You got to win. 
Who do you have? Um, who who do you want coaching the, the Dallas Cowboys next year? Um, uh, I mean Sean Payton, but I doubt that's going to happen. Why? Why do you doubt that's going to happen? I mean, there's a lot of teams interested already talking, and you got to give up compensation. So, right. I mean, you know, I know Denver's looking at him. I, you know, I don't know who else would be. Who else is? You know, I mean, everybody's going to say that they're interested, but. I mean, who's genuinely interested? Like, who's I'm genuinely also? I'm okay. I mean, I, the Cowboys probably won't do it, but I'm okay taking a shot on guys who don't aren't a big game and become coordinators. That you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times those guys do work out. So, do you want D'Amico Ryan's? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look into that more. A lot of times you don't know with these guys. You know what I mean? So, yeah, oh, I know, I know. Well, the, I mean, that's the thing. I'm trying to like every year there's like there's one person who's out there that's like, you know, I mean, it, it was it was Eric Bieniemy for for a couple of seasons and, and, he, know, and yeah. he never landed anything. And mm-hmm. then it was Robert Sala and boom, he, you know, was like top guy who got snatched up. Um, so, you know, I look at like, you know, who are the candidates right now that everybody's in on that they're looking at? And D'Amico Ryans is probably the guy who I think, you know, ends up. But I I, I don't necessarily know what kind of a, like a scheme guy he is. Like, you know, is, is, I think he could be more of like that Herm Edwards, Robert Saleh type where they're not the ones designing the offensive scheme kind of a situation. I mean, you look, you see Dan Quinn's a candidate. We've already seen him as a head coach and it didn't work. He's a good, great defensive coordinator. Oh, I hate the, the recycled shit. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, the recycled shit is definitely something I I, I think I mean, you just you need some sort of you need to inject new life into it, into the the move into the search somehow. But I mean, where are you going to go? You you know, we go to the college ranks, and these guys come up to the pros, and the majority of them are just like bleh. Yeah. Oh man, if I never see another Urban Meyer again, I'll be so flipping happy. So, all right, well, there you go, folks. Those are uh, those are ours, uh, our, our takes on these games, and and what you want to deal with as far as uh, as far as betting them. Um, I haven't even dug into any kind of props yet on any of them. Are you, have you? Uh, kind of looking at some Keenan Allen props at six and a half receptions, seventy five and a half yards, I believe. Uh, Kittle three and a half receptions. I think his yards were only like. 44 and a half. I know he's been under in the last two, but Seattle's terrible against tight ends. He had a great game against the last time. I guess the issue is, you know, Debo's back. How does that affect him? But I probably still look at that. So, um, yeah, I didn't dig too deep in, but those are a couple that kind of caught my eye a little bit. Interesting. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, Adam, what's uh, what's on the agenda for, uh, let's see, Friday? You've got your NBA prop bet article uh, coming out on PicksWise.com. Thoughts, uh, leans, players you're watching right now? Yeah, I mean, my guy Tyrese Halliburton is going to miss multiple weeks. So um, he was uh, going to take the court for the pace against the Hawks, but now he's out. So um, I'll probably maybe maybe look at a buddy healed there, potentially. Um, Pelicans are in Detroit. C.J. McCollum has been absolutely crushing it without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. So 
maybe look something there. I'll probably look at Julius Randle rebounding props against the Wizards. Wizards get crushed by big men. We'll see if Porzingis plays. He's been out. That would be a revenge game for Porzingis against the Knicks. <laughs> um, but Randle has been just balling out. He's averaging 10.3 rebounds, and the Wizards get crushed by center. So I'll probably look at some for Randle. Um, let's see what else. Thunder Bulls. Nikola Vucevic. Um, I lost a prop on him on Wednesday night on points rebounds. Uh, he was at 15 and 10. It was 31 and a half, but Thunder, another team they, that do very poorly against big men. So my look at something there is DeMar DeRozan is listed as doubtful. Maybe Zach Levine. Levine went off without him. Um, and then um, Jazz Magic, Laurie Markinen has been phenomenal. See what his prop is. Um, if Paul George is out, I'll probably play Kawhi Leonard. I did it the other night. I had the over 32 and a half points rebounds. He cashed that easily. Um, tougher matchup, but at home against Denver. Oh, and DeMontis Sabonis against the Rockets. Um, they, they played each other Wednesday night. And, um, Sabonis usually is around 41 and a half, 42 and a half points, rebounds, assists. And he had 25, 14 and nine assists against the Rockets on Wednesday. Um, so I'll probably look at, um, something with him as well. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's out. Um, and then uh, this weekend, are you uh, watching the games anywhere in particular? Or are you just sitting at home, enjoying it, soaking them up? No, I actually might be out for these games. Um, yeah, I think potentially you social. That, you social butterfly, you. Yeah, I mean, I don't get to do it during the regular season. I always have a friend. He's like, oh, let me know if you want to meet up for games or something. And it's just can't, you know, um, I was broadcasting this year during the games and you know in the morning answering questions and stuff so it's just kind of impossible so the playoffs kind of gives me the opportunity to um to watch some games out so uh probably will do it this weekend all right well that's very very cool i'm very happy for you i um yeah i don't i don't do well watching games in public environment i mean i could if i didn't have to you know break stuff down and really like kind of you know, take a look at it. Not to mention, I'm going to have a bunch of uh, betting sweats and DFS sweats going on all weekend long because um, I will be neck deep uh, in doing uh, going to have a, a full playbook, which if you guys are listening to this right now on a Friday, um, Friday, mid afternoon, evening, early evening, I'll have a full playbook out for a DFS playbook for the six game slate. Then what I'm going to do and this is all in this uh, in the article to lay it out for you schedule wise. Um, six game playbook on Friday uh, evening, and then I'll probably put one of the dart the Saturday uh, dartboards out. What I'm going to do is a playbook. I'm going to do a dartboard for Saturday and a dartboard for Sunday for those of you who want to play those uh, short slates. And then we're going to have our Monday night showdown uh, right up over there. So DF full DFS coverage. Uh, over the weekend over at fantasyalarm.com. So you'll be able to find me at Roto Buzz Guy. You'll probably also find me on the Fantasy Alarm Discord. Uh, if you need anything, you got any sort of questions. But other than that, um, that's going to do it for us here uh, tonight on Cash It. We thank everybody for liking and subscribing. Adam, any parting words? Enjoy the games this weekend and make some money off them. Now, one day you're going to say something moderately profound and blow my mind. I feel it. Okay. I feel it. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate the, 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 you know, cheerleading that you're doing here. We hope everybody wins and makes a bunch of money and no doubt about that. You know, 
not saying I'm looking for like full-time food for thought, but one day, one day I know you're going to say something profound, Adam, and it's just going to, it's going to dazzle me. Okay. I appreciate that. <laughs> wait for it. It's, it's going to happen. One day a girl can dream, can't she? Yes. Uh... That'll do it here for Cash It. Big thanks to everybody for liking and subscribing. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender, and we'll catch you next time.